Welcome to The Motivated Mind, where I challenge you to expand your perspective on how to achieve a successful life through motivational lessons, reflections, and interviews with other motivated minds. Welcome back to The Motivated Mind, a top 100 health podcast, thanks to each of you. This is episode 255, and I'm your host, Scott Lynch. Thanks so much for listening. If I brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe or follow button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. Let me know what you want to hear more of. And please be sure to share the podcast. We've had some very big things happen in our world over the last several years. Life changed so much in so many ways with so many difficult changes In our lives, it's easy to slip into a mode of accepting limitations, accepting restrictions, feeling like there's nothing you can do to change things, just getting by and living like you have no power. Right now, many of us are experiencing the changing of seasons in more than one way. We're getting ready for cooler weather, fall clothing, and the holiday seasons are right around the corner. That said, it's a great time to change your season of life. Eliminating negative or limiting beliefs is the beginning of changing your life and becoming a newer, more balanced and happy version of yourself. What if there was a series of virtual interviews with experts on exactly how to change your beliefs, squash self-sabotage and instill your own inner self-confidence? I'm here to tell you there is exactly that type of an online summit coming up. And guess what? I'm honored to be speaking at this event. Amy Watson, a much sought after transformational life coach, has asked me to speak at the Unleash Your Inner Goddess Summit. You can attend as my guest and get your free ticket by clicking the link in the show notes. I know you are ready to be your best self ever. This summit is your starting point. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. 
Everyone wants to become the best version of themselves, but few actually do it. Either we become self-destructive without realizing it, or we are conscious of the fact, but lack the tools and or knowledge in order to improve. While there is no single formula or golden method when it comes to creating the best version of ourselves, there is the same starting point for all of us, and that's within ourselves. Beyond the starting point, though, what steps can we take to become the best version of ourselves? What are the key components that we should focus on? Number one, think big and focus on hope. Great minds have very big ideas. The thoughts that run through our head have a big impact on how we see ourselves. Most of us struggle with a critical balancing act, one between hope and fear. Hope is a strength, the foundation for any relationship, and any belief falls on the foundation of hope. That relationship can be with a dream that we have, our goals, or our ambitions. Hope gives us a reason to believe in the impossible, a reason to believe in something bigger than ourselves. There still lingers this idea that having a big dream or big ambitions is unrealistic. Here's why giving into this thinking is so dangerous. When we set this low bar for ourselves, we are merely stretching our safety net ever so slightly. And by doing so, we fail to allow ourselves to learn. We fail to pull ourselves through the gauntlet of growth. We need to recognize the delta of knowledge between just slightly stretching our capabilities versus feeling the discomfort of growth. Because discomfort breeds growth. So extending ourselves into that discomfort zone only increases our opportunity to grow greater leaps and bounds. This has a compounding effect. On the other hand, fear is that little voice that tells us we can't, that doubt. Fear is an emotional reaction to an unwelcomed experience. When we train our minds to understand the power of acceptance, the power of struggle, what it helps us accomplish, we can then let go of this fear. And when we allow hope to override fear, we meet opportunity. Hope suffocates fear every time. Number two, believe in yourself. We need to believe in ourselves because what we want to do for ourselves, our life, our career, our dreams may far exceed what others want, where they are or where they want to go, which means we face unknown territory. We need to be our biggest fan. We need to be our light. Life can be challenging as it should be, because it builds us for the next wave to excel to a greater level tomorrow. When opportunity pokes its face around the corner, we need to seize that moment. 
because we never know when it's going to come back around. And in order to seize those moments, we need to be on our toes mentally. We need to believe that we can do that particular thing. Our values are directly linked to our belief. If we believe that we can do something, it will become a reality. We need to believe that we are capable and able to accomplish anything. A shed of doubt will create a big wedge between us and our dreams. We can't figure out what we're worth unless we know what we're capable of doing. Our potential is intangible, and a majority of that potential comes down to our mindset. If we are disciplined, we are capable of accomplishing anything. But if we ignore our potential, it will significantly reduce our value. It's not where we are right now, but where we're heading that determines our value. If we're not interrupting our mind with thoughts of doubt, we will achieve greatness. But our thinking needs to be in line with this. You can't pitch a room of investors if you doubt yourself. You can't come off confident on a date if you don't love yourself first. You can't run a company if you think you're incapable. It starts with you. It starts with trusting you. It starts with understanding that you can. No matter what the odds look like, we need to know that we can. This mindset is what paves the road to our future self. Number three, set goals. If we don't know where we are going, it's very easy to lose our way. A clear plan outlines each time-bound step we need to take to reach our goals. So, how can we set these clear goals and plans? We need to be clear and specific with what we want to achieve. We can't just say that we want to get fit or healthy. We need to be specific. I want to run a mile in six minutes. I want to lose 12 pounds by December 10th. We need to make it a clear goal that we can measure. We need to break that goal down into steps, allowing us to set smaller goals to reach throughout the year and rewarding ourselves with something when we reach them. We need to track our progress because when we do, we feel good about ourselves because we see our improvements. A little bonus, create a mantra to keep yourself focused. Our minds are full of noise, largely repetitive, useless, and thoughts that are on replay much of the time. A mantra can slice through those thoughts in any moment, especially when you craft one that is meaningful just to you. Successful people use this technique to stay on track, emotionally connect to their mission, and establish a clear finish line. Number four, make good use of your time. We need to ensure that we're not just wasting our time on frivolous activities. Time is a depreciating asset. 
unlike other things in our lives that can be purchased, collected, or hoarded, time falls outside of all of those categories. It depreciates day by day. And even though all of us know this, most people still choose to use their time poorly. So how can we use our time wisely? First, start tomorrow today. This really serves two purposes. One, it allows us to pull things out of our mind and get them down on either a piece of paper or an app, which can help us fall asleep, which means we're getting proper rest to attack tomorrow and give our energy to the things that matter. And lastly, it allows us to have a clear vision, intentions, and goals for the following day. Next, automate and delegate. We don't have to do everything ourselves. We need to leverage automation if possible or learn to delegate tasks. Technology has now gotten to the point where we can automate a number of things in our lives from appointments, scheduling, auto shipping items, using Google Docs and Sheets or Apple Files to link documents and devices, setting reminders on smart devices or our phones to paying bills. There are a number of options and resources. Next, identify your most productive times. By identifying these productive time periods, we are able to ensure that we assign and complete our most important and difficult tasks in those periods with minimal interruptions. These important tasks consume greater time if there are interruptions. So assigning them to our productive time slots ensures the greatest efficiency. Now, you may be wondering, how do I identify my most productive times? One way is by simply understanding when you feel like you're doing your best work. And if that doesn't help, over the course of a week or two, jot down any moments that you feel like you're on a roll. Note the time. Over the course of a week or two, try to identify if there's a pattern, a specific block of time between those days or weeks. And lastly, identify your time wasters. Write down the moments where you shift gears and break from deep work. Note where it happened and how it happened. When we spend the time analyzing these patterns, we can build future workarounds to prevent them. Number five, accept new challenges. Opportunities can be found in all challenges. We need to learn to embrace challenges in difficult times because they create the ultimate strength. Struggling is a clear indication that we are in growth mode. Joel Osteen said it best. Sometimes you face difficulties not because you're doing something wrong, but because you're doing something right. We face struggles because there are new challenges that we have never faced before. And because we've lacked that exposure, we experience struggle. But that does not indicate weakness. It does not mean 
that we are incapable, that we are not worthy. It means that we are facing walls we've never climbed before, and finding those footholds while holding ourselves upright makes our muscles twitch a bit. To struggle is to grow. This is the weight of life that allows us to lift heavier weights. It allows us to be wiser about how we lift those weights. When we quit, that's when we lose. When we start to tell ourselves that we can no longer push, we are telling ourselves that we are not capable, that we are not worthy. And here's why this is so dangerous. Not only do we lose faith in ourselves during that moment, we lose faith in ourselves the next time we face a challenge. Because at the back of our mind sits doubt. Because if we struggled before and tossed in the towel, what will this time look like? Surrendering means surrendering to a lot more than just that particular challenge. And I want to be clear, there is a difference between surrendering to the moment, like accepting a position we are in, accepting reality. That type of surrendering is connected to acceptance. Whereas surrendering and throwing our hands up, that is defeat. That is a physical and mental way of saying, I can no longer do this. I am incapable of doing this, which is not accurate. We are capable of doing so much more than we think. But in order to realize that, we need to be willing to climb those tall walls. We need to be willing to make ourselves struggle. Never be afraid of failure to the point where you refuse to take on new challenges. This is the sweet spot of growth. Number six, leverage failure. Failure tends to distort our vision. In the moment that we are experiencing failure, we tend to think all is lost. However, failure is usually a single incident, meaning we get to change the variables the next time around. Growth is not possible without failure. When we understand that it's a necessity, a component of growth, we no longer fear failing. We no longer live in a dictatorship ruled by failure. If we give into the mirage that failure is the end, the voice of doubt starts to echo in our head. And when that happens, the voice of reason is pushed out. And this becomes extremely damaging to becoming a better version of ourselves because that voice of doubt is the voice that says we can't or it won't work. We already failed once. In these moments where this voice takes over, we need to shift the script. We need to recognize that we took action. And sure, maybe it didn't go as intended, but guess what? This simply means it's time to pull out plan B, or it's back to the drawing board with a new set of prints. When we understand that failure is packed full of lessons, we can continue to fill our fuel tank, fuel that accelerates our growth because of its compounded knowledge. 
think about the human race, the very reason that we continue to accelerate as a species is due to failed attempts year after year after year. We have history. We have more knowledge, more efficient ways to travel, to live. How do you think all of that happened? Along the timeline of life, people made millions, billions of mistakes. And those mistakes were noted, evaluated, and approached differently the next time around. All of that creates a mound of knowledge that allows the next leap to be bigger because the foundation grew. Our lives are a version of exactly that. But in order for this foundation to grow, we need to leverage our failure. And while we're at it, this is also an opportunity to replace the word failure with experience because it's exactly that. So, anytime we face failure, we need to ask ourselves, what did I learn from this situation? How can I grow as a person from this experience? What are three positive things about this situation? Number seven, take time to identify your strengths. To become our best self, we must identify and utilize our strengths. Because when we identify what our strengths are, we can use them to our advantage as we work to become our best self. And despite what you may think about yourself, we are all good at something. The challenge that most struggle with is when they don't immediately see the things that they're good at. They start to second guess themselves and wonder if they're good at anything at all. If you are struggling to identify your strengths, ask yourself these questions. What do people tell you that you're good at? What do you receive compliments about? What skill or talent comes so naturally to you that you don't even have to think about it, but other people struggle with it? If someone asked you what you were good at, how would you answer? And then there is the flip side of that coin, things that we're not so good at. Everyone is bad at something. We can't all be good at everything. If we can admit what we're bad at, then we can either start to work on it or delegate it to someone else. Both are equally important to identify. So ask yourself, what would happen if I focused on what I did best in my life instead of constantly adding to the list of skills and techniques I felt I had to learn before I could become a success. By examining this question, we can start to work towards a better version of ourselves. So to recap, number one, think big and focus on hope. Great minds have very big ideas. The thoughts that run through our head have a big impact on how we see ourselves. Hope gives us a reason to believe in the impossible. When we allow hope to override fear, we meet opportunity. Hope suffocates fear every time. Number two, believe in yourself. Our value is directly linked to our belief. 
If we believe that we can do something, it will become a reality. If we ignore our potential, it will significantly reduce our value. We can't figure out what we're worth unless we know what we're capable of doing. It's not where we are right now, but where we're heading that determines our value. Number three, set goals. If we don't know where we are going, it's very easy to lose our way. A clear plan outlines each time-bound step we need to take to reach our goals. We need to be clear and specific with what we want to achieve. We need to make it a clear goal that we can measure. We need to break that goal down into steps, allowing us to set smaller goals to reach throughout the year and reward ourselves with something when we reach them. Number four, make good use of your time. We need to ensure that we're not wasting our time on frivolous activities. Time is a depreciating asset. Unlike other things in our lives that can be purchased, collected, or hoarded, time falls outside of all of those categories. So, start tomorrow today. Automate and delegate. Identify your most productive times and identify your time wasters. Number five, accept new challenges. Struggling is a clear indication that we are in growth mode. Joel Olstein said it best. Sometimes you face difficulties not because you're doing something wrong, but because you're doing something right. We are capable of doing so much more than we think. But in order to realize that, we need to be willing to climb those tall walls. We need to be willing to make ourselves struggle. Never be afraid of failure to the point where you refuse to take on new challenges. This is the sweet spot of growth. Number six, leverage failure. Failure is usually a single incident meaning we get to change the variables the next time around. Growth is not possible without failure. When we understand it's a necessity, a component of growth, we no longer fear failing. Anytime we face failure, we need to ask ourselves, what did I learn from this situation? How can I grow as a person from this experience? What are three positive things about this situation. And number seven, take the time to identify your strengths. If you're struggling to identify your strengths, ask yourself these questions. What do people tell you that you're good at? What do you receive compliments about? What skill or talent comes so naturally to you that you don't even have to think about it, but other people struggle with it? If someone asked you what you were good at, how would you answer? What would happen if you focused on what you did best in life instead of constantly adding to the list of skills and techniques you felt you had to learn before you become could become a success? By examining this, we can start to develop a better version of ourselves. 
This week's shout out is by Haiti, who sent me a DM on Facebook. I stumbled upon your podcast a few months ago and have been loving the topics you bring to the table, especially episode 225, Six Secrets to Achieving Anything in Life, was a cherry on the top. One of the best summaries I have seen about what you need to succeed. For an opportunity to be next week's shout out, please leave an honest review on the podcast. Send me a DM on Facebook or Instagram. Who knows? You just might be the next shout out. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into becoming the best version of yourself. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at the motivated underscore mind and on Facebook at the motivated mind podcast. Don't forget to join me every Monday and Thursday for new episodes. I love you all and thanks so much for listening. The Motivated Mind is a legacy division.